welcome to the Defenders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. <laughs> and I'm Robin. <laughs> Yay! Yay! We are, we are two Defenders down this week. Matt and Mel are off doing some kind of shenanigans. Um, I don't know what. Might have something to do with taking photos of Jessica Jones for Grave. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think they wanted to not be on the podcast. I think they just had other things that needed to do. Yeah, they they just felt a need to do them. So <laughs> instead, we got the the best guest anyone could possibly ask for. She's the mother of all podcasts. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I just like embarrassing her. Um, it's Steph. Yay! Yay! Where's my alliteration? Oh, actually, you're the stupendous Steph. Okay, that's great. Yay! <laughs> I, I apologise. I was just too excited to have you on. And my amazing iZombie podcast ho- co-host, so... Yeah. Yay! <laughs> and the, the, the founder of the Central Cast Empire. <laughs> and strong Trump supporter. Strong Trump supporter? Oh, no. <laughs> Not at all. I just like making things up about her. <laughs> Let's just make up <laughs> stories about Steph. <laughs> <laughs> and she's really good at unicycling. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steph, I have to ask you, um, obviously you were on for Daredevil, weren't you? You guessed for Daredevil? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I should ask you, what is your knowledge about Jessica Jones as a character? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Apart from what I've you've heard, heard from me. Yeah, I've heard of Daredevil. Uh, yeah, I know nothing about Jessica Jones. And are you, have you watched oh. Ahead, or are you just watching... No, I have not. Yeah. No, but my husband is really excited to watch the next episode as soon as he gets home today, so... <laughs> <laughs> Make him wait. Pleasure delay. That's what we're about. So, news this week, there was a few little bits. Um, one was, I put on the Facebook group, um, the very exciting news that there is a very, very, very blurry photo released of <laughs> Lodi Young as Elektra on the set of Daredevil Season 2. When I say very blurry, yeah, you basically can see nothing. So I would even say that the newbies could look at it if they wanted. Um, <laughs> the only way you can tell it's Elektra is you can sort of see she's holding a sigh. It could be anyone. It could be it could be Donald Trump dressed as Electro. You wouldn't know. Um, you say so, his name again, he's going to show up. So. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> he's like uh, the Candyman. Also, and it'll be huge. It'll be. <laughs> um, also, other news: there was some concept artwork release of uh, Doctor Strange, um, which is pretty cool. With um, you know, the shows Benedict Cumberbatch like swishing a cape around him or something like that. Um, and we have a showrunner for Iron Fist, but unfortunately, my laptop won't let me look at who it is. Hang on. I can tell you. You can tell me, Robin. Oh, you're so much better than me. Oh, here we go. Oh, no, I can't. Actually, yeah. I posted it. It was, uh, it's the, uh, former showrunner for Dexter. Yeah. Scott Buck. Which is pretty cool. So, if we have have a showrunner, well, as long, well, I only watched season one, I think, and two of Dexter, so... That wasn't his... Rule. He wasn't oh. in charge then. Oh, oh, okay. Well, uh, I didn't see the last season, but I heard it was was pretty terrible. <laughs> I'm I'm really scared. <laughs> I'm really, really scared. 
And Scott, I'm, if you're listening, you know, you were on Six Feet Under, you did Six Feet Under stuff, and uh, I did the Six Feet Under podcast, and you have my respect there, but man, I, I was not expecting Dexter to end the way it did, and I don't want to spoil people on Dexter, oh, but oh my well, God. I, I believe that, the, that he said that, that uh, Showtime uh, requested that he Ooh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't think that they would have issued it that way. Oh, okay. I will just say, in Marvel we trust. Marvel have not let us down so far. So, you know, we, sh- we shall see. No, I mean, there was some good stuff in Dexter, and like I said, the Six Feet Under influence is cool, too. It's so weird that it's, uh, you know, they're getting this guy for Iron Fist, where it's like, you know, I think Daredevil's closer to Dexter than... <laughs> than but it doesn't uh, have to be close to Dexter. I mean, like, you know, like Drew Goddard and... Um, uh, you know, Drew God, I like to, like taking on Dexter at the start is like um, uh, Dexter, sorry, Daredevil is a massive Daredevil fan, so it might yeah. be that Scott is a fan of the Iron Fist character. Melissa Rosenberg was working on um, Jessica Jones for years, you know, so we we don't know. It might be that he expressed interest and they they you know he wasn't um, hired. But just because he worked on Dexter, it might just be that he's a massive fan. You know, we we don't know at the moment. There's not really any details, is there? Right. You sure um, see? Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping. You know, this is like we're we're gonna get this quick showrunner news, and then like in a week we're gonna find out who our Iron Fist is gonna be. Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens. Marvel, if you're listening, Dan Stevens. Get Dan Stevens, please. Please, <laughs> please, please. Mark Wahlberg. Uh, oh. Oh, no. Oh, I'm I think I just threw up a bit in my mouth then. That was that really. <laughs> yeah. I want it to sound as strange a <laughs> casting as it is to hear that the guy who uh, brought in the last couple seasons of Dexter is going to be running Iron Fist. <laughs> I just want it just as strange. Justin Bieber is. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. That's it. <laughs> uh, so in other news, um, the... Writers for the Ant-Man and the Wasp movie have been confirmed. It's Andrew Barra and Gabriel Ferrari, I think. Um, so there is going to be a movie of Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is good that it's not just Ant-Man 2, that it's actually Ant-Man and the Wasp. So hopefully there'll be more Evangeline Lilly in it, which will be awesome. Do you know what these writers have done before? Uh, no, I didn't look. I'm too lazy. Uh, <laughs> Google it yourself, people. <laughs> I'm, I'm honest. <laughs> and, um, a, uh, another really exciting bit of news is that the um, for the third Thor film, Thor Ragnarok, someone that apparently is in talks to take part in it at the moment is Kate Blanchett, which would be awesome. Mm. I don't know who has. Um... But yeah, that'd be that'd be great if they can they can get her on board. That would be a really I saw big name. Valkyrie neck. in one of the headlines, but I don't know who Valkyrie is. So um, Valkyrie, yeah, she's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that was Tom Cruise. So <laughs> Tom Cruise with an eye patch and <laughs> no fingers, if I remember right. I can't. That was his Nick. That was his uh, Nick Fury. Nick Fury role. <laughs> I was a Nick Cage. Cosplay, <laughs> Nick Cage. <laughs> <sighs> can Nick Cage be on the Luke Cage show, please? Yes, as his dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is my own. He started uh, my culture. <laughs> oh, I put a basket no. of beans on your head, and you Nick, never broke. You Nick never Cage broke. can stay far, far away from from everything. <laughs> anyway, 
So that is the news for this week. Well, oh, actually, one last bit is that we now have had the interview I did the other day with Susie Abramite released. Thank you, Robin, for, for putting that up. And, um, yeah, feel free to have a listen, everyone. However, I will say again, it's um, full of spoilers for later on in the season. So only have a listen if you have watched the entire show. So, Steph, no listening. Yes, I deleted it, and I'll probably, after I watch the series, go back and re-download it and listen to it. Cool. It was, it was, um, it was really fun. Uh, Susie was awesome. And we may have some other interviews, hopefully, coming up soon. More on that, possibly, in a few weeks. Sweet. Yeah. Well, I'm not telling you who with her. Robin. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna interview Robin. So Robin, uh, uh yeah, so, you call her uh, Robin too. <laughs> Robin and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because we just uh, on the I Zombie podcast with Robin and Steph, we just had uh, a character from the show named Steph, the actress who played that. So I was able to say, hey, welcome to the I Zombie podcast with Robin and Steph and Steph. It was a lot of fun. Steph. 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 Well, we're going to have you on the podcast, uh, Robin. You're going to be interviewing Robin Weigart, who plays Wendy, and also the character of Robin. <laughs> so yes, just the Robin in Robin character. Robin cast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right, shall we get into this week's episode? I suppose. Okay. This week we watched um, episode four, a.k.a. 99 Friends. Um, this was this episode was written by Hilly Hicks Jr. and directed by David Petrarca, who also worked on Daredevil. Um, so we start off with a voiceover from Jessica, kind of following up from last week, that anyone could be observing her for Kilgrave after just one suggestion, and she's looking at the photos trying to match them. And then she says, fortunately, Kilgrave has no focus on Luke, because, you know, Jessica loves him. <laughs> I'm making little right. hearts in my hands right now. But it's going to happen. It's what is? Gonna happen. What's going to happen? He's going to have some focus on Luke. As a matter of fact, he's going to turn Luke against her. It's going to happen. How do you it's know? It's got to happen. Why? Because there's, there, there are two super people on the show. They need to fight. And what about um, Daredevil? Uh, that'd be awesome if like Daredevil came swinging out of the shadows and he's like, you know, smile, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm not going to say th- that that's not going to happen in episode 13 in the last 15 minutes of the show, or not. But it is. It's going to be foggy. <laughs> huh? It's going to be foggy. Yeah, it's going to be foggy. <laughs> foggy, foggy comes and beats up Jessica. <laughs> so, um, in the next scene, um, Jessica has a well-dressed client waiting for her outside the office. This lady, it's Gretchen from Breaking Bad. Yay! Yay. I, don't know if I, Breaking Bad. I, was I thought she looked familiar. That's awesome. Yeah, it's Gretchen. Well, it was, she was in Friends. She was in Friends. She was the woman, uh, was it Susan? The woman that Ross's ex-wife married after she left Ross. Oh, yeah. Wow. I don't yeah. catch that yet, so she was Susan in Friends. But I, I was mainly like, yeah, it's Gretchen from Breaking Bad. Um, yes. Yeah, because she's very cool on that. Jessica Hecht. Yes. So, she's been in like lots of stuff, but I, those are the two things I think she's most well known for. Aaron Paul for Iron Fist. I just laughed uh, at him. He's, he's, he's too small. <laughs> he, he's teeny tiny. He's like little. Martial arts, bitch! <laughs> Feel my G, bitch. 
Um, so she is playing Audrey Eastman. Uh, she was referred to Jessica by Desmond Toby um, at uh, uh, Jerry's law firm. Uh, in the background, Malcolm is trying to get into his apartment and apparently has been trying for five minutes. Um, We've all been there. Jessica lets Audrey in and helps Malcolm, but he's still mad at her after last week. Uh, rightfully so, because she probably got him arrested. Well, he's lucky she she actually decided to use his keys. Well, she could have just busted the thing open like she usually does. <laughs> True. Jessica does not like doors. Locked. Interesting that uh, also I just wanted to take a step back and say uh, Miss Eastman, her last name's Eastman, and, and of course uh, uh, Eastman Kodak is a big company for cameras. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Oh. I mean, it was Eastman Kodak. I think it's just Kodak now. But, uh, I'm sure it's not related at all and it's a complete coincidence. But, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. When you say the word Eastman, you think yeah. of Kodak. Yeah. 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 I, I didn't know this. I don't know. I'm English. <laughs> it's an, yeah, it's an American thing. Oh, sure. That's why I don't know. From our childhood. I feel, I feel sad. Um... So, Audrey says that she can tell that her husband, Carlo, is cheating again, um, but her divorce lawyer has uh, told her that she needs pictures for the divorce of Carlo in flagrante. <laughs> and she tells Jessica to follow Carlo after work on Friday, um, but Jessica is rightly suspicious um, and asks if Audrey spoke to a British man, because she thinks that Kilgrave may have sent her. Yeah, but she would be. <laughs> Yeah, she's just paranoid. She's afraid anybody could be sent by Kilgrave. Anybody. Yeah, definitely. You just don't know, because they might not even know if they were sent by Kilgrave, you know, like like her officer Will didn't. So, yeah. No, and it's like she's asking him, she's asking her um, if she's talked to a British man or whatever recently, and it's not like, you know, if she's an undercover cop, she's got to. If you ask her if she's a cop, she's got to say she's a cop. You know, if mm-hmm. she's under the influence of Kilgrave, doesn't necessarily mean she's going to say, "Oh yeah." I think it's like the only thing you can do. There isn't really a test to see if someone's Kilgrave. There's not like a, a you know, like a word, and if you say it, they they you know freak out or something. I don't know. That would be a lot easier if they like had purple eyes or something. Uh, that would be awesome. <laughs> they could borrow my purple contact lenses that I have. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then the phone rings and it is Trish and um, Trish is kind of freaking out because she says that Officer Simpson is back and then we see that there is two cops uh, including Officer Simpson standing outside her door uh, Jessica tells her to lock herself up in the safe room and Simpson offers uh, orders the door to be broken down so I have a question um, obviously Robin you were at uh, Comic Con and I believe Will, Will Travel was um, one of the guys on the panel who was interviewed, who plays Officer Simpson. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, you knew that he would be uh, a bigger part of the show. But yes. Steph, and I, I knew as well before watching the show, but Steph, were you sort of surprised to see him back in this episode in quite a big role? Or did you think last week that he would just be you know, a character of the week of this guy who was affected by Kilgrave and is now out of the show. Yeah, I thought he was just the character of the week, just like um, Miss Eastman. Like, we'll probably we'll never see her again. I figured that he was just a, a guest star in that episode. And, like, like the last episode, like, I don't even remember what he looked like. But this episode, he was, you know, he had such, so many scenes. I really like this guy, mm. this character and this actor. 
Yeah, he's really good. He he reminds. I was trying to think who he looked like, and I think he looks a bit like um, Aaron Eckhart. That's who yeah. he reminds me of. <laughs> That's funny because I was thinking Thomas like... Jane. Oh yeah, on top of top yeah, of Aaron Eckhart, like, like, exactly the same. So. Like the Pullman Packs. Yeah, thing. not yeah, <laughs> not traditionally handsome, but ruggedly handsome. Yeah. And he's a big guy as well. Like he's like a really tall guy, particularly when he's like talking to Jessica later. He's, yeah. yeah. But um, I, yeah, one of the things I really like about his character, which we'll sort of get into more, I guess, is I like the fact that we have this character who, I mean, for this episode at least, we don't know if he's going to show up again. Well, I do. Um, but we're following a, a character that's not just Jessica um, or Hope. And how being controlled by Kilgrave affects someone. I really like that, as in what it what it does to someone. So even though he's still not under Kilgrave's control, it's it's created this like he says later, he's paranoid and sort of panicky. And I like seeing how it affects different people in it, different characters. So I really like that they've put that in the show. Yeah, that and even though. Um David Tennant has been in the series very, very little. His character is so complex, and, you know, we're terrified of this character, even though we've hardly seen Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love it. What I liked about, what, what I thought was interesting about this, and I thought we were going to lead in one direction, but whatever, um, because you find out more about the rules of Kilgrave in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, when he shows up at the door... I was thinking about our podcast the previous week, and I was like, I was right! You know, she told him that she, that uh, mm-hmm. Trish is alive, and he yeah. doesn't have to worry about it. And so, if he's programmed to kill Trish, and he knows that she's alive, obviously he's going to go back and uh, try to kill her again. And Which is why I thought what I thought he was doing at the beginning of this episode, but as it turns out, it, it kind of wears off. But also, even if he's not under Kilgrave's control anymore, if she's like... Oh no, she's alive. Don't worry about it. He remembers killing Trish, and he's uh, he's an officer of the law, like he says. He's the kind of guy that's not just going to go, "Oh, okay, hmm, that was weird." He's like, uh, "What the hell?" You know, and wants to check it out. So yeah. either way, he there's you know he would have gone back there. Um, I really like that. I like that they didn't just you know write the character like an idiot who's just like, "Oh, okay, well, on with my day then." You know, because <laughs> you wouldn't. Um, so, yeah, so Jessica arrives via the balcony again, and Trish lets her in. We hear the door being sort of broken down. Um, Simpson's convinced there's a dead body in there. Um, but um, And then Jessica kind of watches him and then says to Trish that he doesn't, um, he's convinced that he's already killed you. He's not here to kill you again. Oh, again, <laughs> he's not here to kill you. Um, uh, Jessica opens the door and and has a conversation, kind of explains it. Um and uh, Paul Simpson is very confused. <laughs> He's like, but, but what? But you, uh, huh? Um, yeah, I love this scene. It's great. Uh, and then Trish appears at the door, says she's fine. Um, the other cop is going to leave, but they say that uh, Simpson can stay. Um, and then Trish reveals that she's not okay, and she has loads and loads of bruises on her neck. I love this, uh, the cop, uh, the other, his partner, who starts seeing the... Yeah, <laughs> it's Patsy. Really, really want to be your friend. <laughs> and she has her, uh, you know, her standard, you know, comment. Yeah, thanks for watching. Yeah, or whatever. <laughs> it's great. Um, I love that. And um, and Officer Simpson is obviously 
completely horrified when he sees the bruises on Trisha's neck and um, goes to leave. But uh, Jess catches up with him and says that Trisha's just being dramatic. I was like, Jess, I don't think Trisha is really. Like, she did almost get killed by this guy. Yeah, she's hysterical. Yeah. Like, uh, you've got superpowers, you know, Jess. You know, like, Trish doesn't, so calm down. Um, Yeah, I think she just wants him to go away. Just, you know, tell him whatever to make him feel better so he won't come back. Yeah, and she, she does sort of reiterate to him and says, you know, he needs to stay away. Um, she explains the sefentanil, um, but uh, Simpson is now concerned that Trish is not safe because obviously someone like Kilgrave sent him to kill Trish. He's an officer of the law, so he's now worried about the safety of this person. Um, and he obviously now, another interesting thing is he now knows about Jessica's abilities. Mm. which is kind of interesting, because not many people do. Uh, we also find out that he has eight years special ops. And a little bit trivia, so he's from a special ops background. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. wonder if that will come up. Mm. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, also, <laughs> well, I mean, when he says, I got your six, I, I was like, oh, yeah, that's very special. I have yeah. no idea what I got you, your six was. I wrote, I wrote it down and put a question mark. I was like, eh? Oh, I got your back. Oh, well, why is it six? Why do you not, it's, it's the clock. You know? Oh, yeah. oh, I see. Oh, I'm so dumb. I don't know. I was like, I got your six. Like, I got your six back. Like, what are you all about? <laughs> your six. It's like five by five. Like, what is that? It's like five by five. It's like uh, so many clicks. Yeah. To the north. You know. Yeah. That's that yeah. military talk. Yeah, I don't care. Um, also, this this scene in which Jessica and um, Simpson are talking is one of the uh, the scenes. Uh, from which the earliest set photos were released. So, uh, uh, yeah. You know you're going to eventually say Jessica Simpson, right? I, I won't. I'll make sure I don't. <laughs> Jessica Simpson. I, I, I have Will uh, all over my notes. So you have Simpson all of your notes. In the, an interesting thing is, in the run-up to the show being released, um, Will, Will Travel's character was just known as NYPD Cop. He didn't have a name. <laughs> uh, however, he now does. He's Will Simpson. So he is in the co- comics. Um, maybe Will Will Simpson is not in the comics, but a yeah. character that could be him is in the comics. Um, yes, Professor it's complicated. X-Men. No, not really. <laughs> okay, it's, you, may, maybe. <laughs> okay, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> I said maybe. I, I hit it so well. Um. So then uh, Jessica says she knows a way to get Trish, Trish off of Kilgrave's hit list. And that involves Trish apologising to Kilgrave on air and calling him fascinating, powerful and deserving of respect. And Trish looks like she's going to throw up as she's saying it. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Pretty bad. So he is a ego maniac. He's a he's pure narcissist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, we find out later that he obviously was listening because he uh, he approves of the apology, as we mm-hmm. find out later. Or <laughs> <laughs> his little cipher. <laughs> um, so in the next scene, Trish and Jess are walking along. They're discussing Kilgrave. Uh, we learn that Trish previously won a Teen Choice Award for acting, but perhaps not just through her talent. Maybe her mum blowing half the jury headphones over there. The jury. What? I need to know about this mother. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't really understand. Uh, so, Trish was a 
teen actress, mm-hmm. and now she's a radio personality. Yes. She used to have red hair. Yes. Now she has blonde hair. She also her name dolls was made of her, because someone mentions that she mentions later dolls. She had comics done about her. She had her own TV show. And on the show, she was known as Patsy. Okay, so Patsy was her character's name. Well, in the comics, she is Patricia Walker, but she shortens it to Patsy. In the show, she is Patricia Walker, but she shortens it to Trish. So I think her being known as Trish in the show is a way of her distancing herself from Patsy Walker. It's like her her childhood, you know, star. Gotcha. I think, yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that made me laugh about the mum. Um, Jessica, like, is, is she, she, she's a, she was like abusive, but also she's like a, a stage mom. She's a stage, stage mom, mom yeah. who's super slutty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was, that was, a, that was a terrible word to use. I should say that she was well, doing what she needed to do to support her children. She was, she was, she was so determined to make her child successful that she would stoop, stoop. Stoop to their hip level. But also would be abusive towards her probably when she wasn't uh, doing the right, what, what she wanted her to do. Maybe. Interesting. Well, uh, we, we have to meet her. Trish is confused about the whole thing. And but I don't understand why Jessica, when Jessica finds out that Trish has like, been training and has like a, a a training room why she would assume that it had something to do with her mother you don't have to answer that i'm just saying it, it <laughs> i also think as well if you think like trish said to jessica that she hadn't seen her for six months so probably while jessica was around and they were you know obviously really close uh, Trish kind of figured that she had Jessica to protect her because Jessica's super strong. So maybe uh-huh. it took Jessica leaving her for Trish to be like, oh, crap, I have to kind of protect myself and to start doing all that because it seemed like it was a relatively new thing. Yeah. The Krav Maga and all that. Sounds delicious. Krav Maga. I have the Krav Maga. I have the Krav Maga and the, the Zupa English. <laughs> Um, So Jessica sees a man with a camera and uh, goes to confront him because she thinks he's taking photos of her. But he's just taking photos of his wife and then she tells Trish about the pictures. And then we get, uh, and I'm sorry if this is anyone's quote, but I'm going to say it anyway. So we get a line which really stood out to me um, in the trailer. It was in both trailers, I think, which is Trish says, just breathe okay, he isn't here now. And Jessica taps her head and says, yeah, but he's always here, which they use. Yeah. Which is wow. kind of like, kind of sums up her relationship with Kilgrave, and you know he is always with her, even though you know it's past trauma. This is the PTSD. It just feels like it's going on still. It's been in a trailer I wasn't allowed to watch. You're not allowed to watch anything, Robin. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, she's in a city, one of the the most populous cities in the world, and mm-hmm. it could be anybody. Yeah, coming from anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Like this is the thing with Jessica Jones and Matt Murdock, like. You know, Jessica would probably do better living in solitude, you know, without anyone around that could be Kilgrave. Matt Murdock has super hearing um, and super smell, and he lives in, like, the dirtiest, busiest city in the world. <laughs> like, yeah, move move to, I don't know, little tiny town Delaware or somewhere, Matt Murdock. I'm the Vermont. 
Yeah, Alabama. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was actually a book of Daredevil, and he did. Where did he go in Salvation? Mississippi, maybe. Mississippi. He, went somewhere, he went somewhere in the south. He couldn't swing around though, so you just see him like up trees a couple of times because there's no big buildings. Yeah, uh, I think it's Mississippi. I can't remember. Might yeah, yeah, it's the Alabama. buildings thing. Yeah. You need the buildings if you're a superhero. That's why Spider-Man could never live in, you know, like, Darwin in Australia, because none of the buildings are, like, over one story. Is that referring to a particular comic, or you just picked that? No, just out of Darwin, because it's, uh, it, all, the, all the buildings are, like, only one story, I believe, because it had oh. um, a big um, earthquake or, or something, or it was all destroyed in the war or something, so, I don't know. It's something like that, so it's got very low buildings. So they didn't, like, evolve the buildings? I don't know. I guess. Well, buildings don't evolve, Robin. That's not science. Shush. That's just Darwin. <laughs> That's Darwin. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Okay, so the next scene. Jessica is at home. She's deleting photos of Luke. Uh, she says her intentions regarding Luke were mostly good, but she does keep one little photo because, you know, because mm. he's so pretty. Mm-hmm. Do, you think he's, do you think he's hot, Steph? Do you like, like Luke? Uh, I, I'm so sorry. I was trying to find Daredevil in Mississippi. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Luke. Wait, where? Do you think, like, because Jess is, it keeps one little photo of Luke Cage? What do you oh, think yes. of Mike Holton? Yes. Because we were discussing that we think he's, like, quite dreamy. Yes, he, I, I really like him. <laughs> uh, so we go to the next morning. Jerry is on the phone to her lawyer. Uh, to another lawyer, sorry, whose client is poisoning dogs by the sounds. Uh, Jessica storms in uh, and interrupts and is wants to check if Audrey is actually a client. Jerry confirms that Audrey is a client and that Toby is very trustworthy because he is also handling Jerry's divorce. Carrie Ann Moss is super hot in this series, by the way. Yes, she <laughs> is. I must say, she looks great. Yeah, she does. And this it, this is an awful, awful character, and she plays oh. her so well. Oh, yeah. She's, oh, I love her in this. She's amazing. I'm um, getting very worried you're going to steal my quote. Don't do it. Uh, I, I don't know what your quote is, but I will try not to. Um, okay. So, in the next scene, Jessica is observing Audrey while on the phone to Trish, um, and also doing an impression of Spider-Man, because she's kind of, like, halfway up a wall, like, crouched. Yeah. <laughs> they don't really call attention to it too much. You just kind of, like, you look at it, and you're like... I love that they okay. don't draw attention to it. It just means that she obviously has super strong thighs, because her thighs would kill if you did that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you see, so... There's another scene where you see oh, yeah. her, just, you, you see, like, her legs, and they, she springs, and you, the legs disappear, and, yeah. you know... He's jumped off I love, I love that they don't bring attention to it. You know, it's not like, and now I'm going to scale this wall. Blah, 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 blah. You know. I, I, I love, yeah, I, am I muted now? I love that the superpowers are just a very small part of the series. Yeah. Very small. Agreed. Yeah. I, I love it. It's it's great. And I'm mixed on that. <laughs> but you I, want to see more Because I watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> <laughs> and I've I, I got I've got my agents of shield, and that's fine. But, but I want Jessica super- Jones has superpowers, so you cannot not show them. It's like Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. It would be like showing Luke Cage without showing his unbreakable skin. Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Um, I still haven't watched the opening credits for that. I need to. Well, is the the superpowers are not um, the superpowers are a characteristic that she has, but the show focuses on the more the psychological mm-hmm. 
Uh, oh, and don't don't get me wrong. I I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that. It, um, but uh, it's like you know, I see where we're, we're constantly saying like, oh, we kind of see it. Uh, it's not a big deal. But to me, it's like I'm watching a superhero show, so I want to see some superhero stuff every once in a while. Mm, and it be, but I do you know, think as well with um, with the Netflix shows, like they are building up to. They've done them, like I said before, in like a a, a good order. Um, I think it's a very clever order to do them because Daredevil has kind of the least amount of superpowers, even though he has got a lot of superpowers, obviously, with with uh, his senses and things. But yeah. that's more highlighted by the fact that he's blind. If he was a sighted character, it wouldn't be so unusual. You know, it would just be, you know, he's a guy that can fight. And then you have Jessica Jones, who has sort of slightly more powers. You've got Luke Cage. And then we're going into Iron Fist, who... Is, is the most kind of superpowered out of all of them, or the most visually interesting superpowered out of all of them, I would say. Right. I won't spoil anything for Steph. Okay, because I have no idea what uh, an Iron Fist is. Steph, Steph, Steph. I'm going <laughs> to whisper to you, Steph. It involves dragons. Oh, okay. Magic? <laughs> uh, I'm not saying anymore. Okay. So, um, so this is the scene in which we learn that Kilgrave's effect has limits. Um, but I, I, I don't get this. So Jessica says it never lasts more than ten to twelve hours tops in her experience. But yep. like, how sure would she be of that? Because we, I mean, presumably she wasn't really aware of Kilgrave before she got under his control. Right. And the only other person she's seen under his control since, really, for any extended amount of time, is Hope. So, is that true, though? I mean, he's 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 probably had her by his side for a lot of the uh, things that whatever he's he's up to, you know, in his daily life, which is basically just telling people to do what he wants. True, I don't sure know. It just seems it, it just seems weird that it's she's. She's riding on the fact that it's like twelve hours so much when yeah. that would just be a guesstimate, you know? I don't well, know. I, it just didn't ring true to me for some reason. Yeah, it is a little like um it sounds a little uh like like they just pulled it out of thin air. Yeah. But maybe she's basing it on her experience. After the bus accident, maybe twelve hours later she just felt the effects just leave her. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. I don't or know. the reason it's, why she could resist is because it had been 12 hours. Since he had come... Well, well but yeah, but he commanded her right then and there. And she walked to away. To, to come put, back. Put Reva down. Oh, come back. That's true. Yeah, and he said come back. Mm. And she didn't. So, we don't know. Still a question that needs to be answered. Mm, there are many. And I'm not going to answer any of them, Robin, see there. And there's in distance as well. Yeah, exactly. And distance. So, so, did it mean that she was, she could, if you're across the street from Kilgrave, you can resist? Maybe. Right. You can just, like, poke your tongue at him and go, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so this is where we learn that it never lasts for more than 10 or 12 hours tops. Uh, this is also where Jessica sees a security camera and gets an idea. So, she phones up her mate, Officer Simpson, and asks for help getting the police surveillance video. Um, to find out who is following her. And this is when we get the, I got your six, and I wrote, question mark? What? What are you talking about? Um, I got all of your numbers. Yeah, I've got your six and seven and eight, and I didn't know. 
I've got no, your you... one! I've got your two! <laughs> one! Oh, oh, oh. Two! Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh count, count. Uh, so, in the next scene, I really like this scene, so I want to discuss it. And also, um, it's one that I mentioned to Susie when I spoke to her. Um, so, Jerry and Pam are discussing uh, what basically Pam's saying about booking a holiday to Italy, but Jerry is kind of distracted with work. They're going to this restaurant and they bump into Wendy, Jerry's current wife, not ex. Um, and she reveals that Jerry is taking Pam on a date to the restaurant in which Jerry proposed to Wendy in St. Tiramisu. Um, I love Wendy. I love her. I felt so bad for her. Yeah, see, I don't know if I hate this scene because I felt so bad for Wendy because she seems like such an innocent party in the situation. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, like, how can Gerund? Jerry, yeah, Gerund. Jerry? I mean, how can she be so terrible? Is it because because she's just a lawyer and that's just how lawyers are? (laughs) (laughs) Matt Murdock would never do this, Steph. Actually, he probably would. No. no but yeah, um, just Jerry is so cold. It's like, oh man, you know. I wasn't sure how to take this because you know, yeah. In one hand, you're like, oh man, super cold. Um, but on the other hand, we don't. I don't think I have all the information. I don't mm-hmm. know how Wendy was to Jerry. I don't know. Maybe. Like just even in this scene, I, you know, because I assume like Jerry has said some horrible things about Wendy to Pam. Yeah. You know, whether they're true or not at this point. So this is at this point in the series, like, without spoilers. But even the fact that... So Pam might not think much of Wendy, but even the fact that Pam's like, holy crap, this is where you propose. Pam is is <laughs> disgusted by this as well. That makes yeah. it on Wendy's side. Because I was like, yeah, that is a horrible thing to do. Jerry's like, she can't have this place. It's not, it doesn't yeah. mean she can just own... But, you know, you go through that with a breakup. But, uh... Um, yeah. Yeah, it's the place where you're proposed. Maybe, maybe pick a different place, Jerry. Yeah, and one of the things I discussed with Susie as well is with the character of Pam. I like the fact that it would have been very easy, I think, in the writing to make Pam um, more of kind of your dumb bit on the side. You know, having an affair with with her boss, and is just completely enamoured with this this you know older woman in this case. Um, you know, and really anti the ex, anti Wendy. But Pam mm. is an intelligent person and obviously um, cares as well and can see that Jerry does have her flaws too. And the fact that Pam's like, uh, no, we're not eating there, you know, at the end, I, I makes me really like the character of Pam as well. Yeah, definitely. I think you it would be very like easy to make her a villain, you know, or not a villain, but just very one-dimensional. And I think they did a really good job at not making her that. Because that... Is that the offices, you know, she's her secretary, so mm-hmm. you would think that she's submissive in the relationship at all times, yeah. but I think she's got some power in, in, in the relationship as well. And yeah, Terry really likes her a lot, and yeah. you know, as a result, she has some sort of value. Yeah, that's why I love this scene, because I just think, I mean, I just think it's three really good actresses. It's such a short scene, but I, oh, I just love it, it's great. Um, and it's weird seeing Calamity Jane. Just, you know, oh, Calamity Jane. Not swearing, not dirty. Just <laughs> not drunk. Not drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. So, um, Jerry tells Wendy again that it's over, and then Pam obviously leaves as well. 
Um, she and the next like, oh, fuck you! No. <laughs> <laughs> just breaks a bottle over her head. <laughs> <laughs> so Jess um, follows Audrey to a abandoned bar um, uh, because she believes she might be meeting Kilgrave there. Um, Audrey puts on some loud music. What did you guys think was happening at this point? Because I was like, I had no idea. Yeah, me neither. I was like, what? Yeah. I thought she was going to start dancing or something. I was like, what's going on? Um, yeah, but she puts on some loud music and gets out a gun and is shooting some mannequins for target practice. Uh, Jessica mentions that it's been 13 hours and no kill grave, so Jessica uh, wonders if maybe Audrey's planning to kill her husband instead with that gun. And then she leaves. Yeah, because Jessica is suspicious of Audrey. Audrey is definitely up to something. She just doesn't know what it is. Yeah. Well, because Audrey is so well-dressed and not Jessica's type of client. She obviously has money, you know? Mm-hmm. You would think that even if she got recommended a a PI by someone, it wouldn't be Jessica. Like, Jessica wouldn't be recommended by Hogarth, you know, necessarily, unless it was Jerry. And it wasn't Jerry, it was this other dude. So, Yeah. And just, I don't know, again, Jessica, it's been 13 hours. Yeah, sure. Are the rules so firmly established? That's that it. That's kind of what I'm a bit like, I don't know. Uh-huh. It, just, it just doesn't ring true for me. It just, I don't know. Um, so in the next scene, Jerry arrives at, at um, Hogarth's. Uh, Pam is checking in a queue of people who claim to be Kilgrave's previous victims. Um, <laughs> Jerry needs a favour from Jessica, which is that she needs her to get dirt on Wendy for the divorce. Jerry, you're so cold. <sighs> yeah, I mean, is it that Jerry, Jerry's so guilty? You know how people that are guilty of things um, think that everybody else are too? Yes. It's like always the people who go on talk shows and want a lie detector from their partner for cheating. They're the ones that are cheating themselves. Mm-hmm. Or somebody that's on drugs, that's a drug addict, thinks everybody's on drugs. Because if everybody's doing it, then it's okay for me to do it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think she's just, uh, she doesn't want to lose. That's probably what it is. She just doesn't well, want to lose. she said, like, in, in the, was it the last uh, episode, when uh, Jess is talking about her representing Hope, she's like, I don't represent losers. Like, she doesn't lose. Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah. So I think as well, and also Wendy is taking her for a lot of money, which I think Wendy's entitled to because she's the at this point, from what we know, the hurt party, because it's Jerry that's been cheating and basically flaunting it in Wendy's face, which is harsh. So we get uh, some <laughs> some potentials, as I've called them in my notes. <laughs> 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 the potentials, um, and these include uh, several people. We get. A uh, guy who says that Kilgrave made him rob a 7-Eleven with his freaky glowing eyes. Um, a mother who says Kilgrave impregnated her virgin daughter and the rest of the block. <laughs> that was my favourite. <laughs> I know. Because my precious angel would never do this. Oh, and I love, I love the daughter going, oh, yeah, he's hot. And I was like, yes. Um, even though obviously it's a different guy Uh, another guy says that Kilgrave arrived like a meteor and made him slide a purple staff up his mm. Uh, another woman said Kilgrave made her made her play cello for him for two days until she made a mistake that's a victim yep 
Yep, and uh, another woman who um, couldn't stop smiling, and she's another yeah. person as well. As well um, yeah. And the last one is a man who said Kilgrave made him give him his jacket. And when he refers to Kilgrave as a limey, Jessica realises that it's genuine as well. She kind of looks at his suit and is like, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that you know Kilgrave generally wears. So the last three out of those we actually see later in the support group and are genuine victims. And the woman who plays the cello, her name is Claire. So, yay, we have two Claires now. Hurrah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, this is genius, by the way. Good job, writers, because, yeah, right. uh, you, of course, of course, you know, people would be blaming every single thing that went wrong with them by saying, oh, there's mind control out there? I was mind controlled. Yeah, yeah, I was totally mind controlled to run the 7-Eleven, <laughs> which is, oh, I love it. It's yeah. right. I love this scene as well. A lot of people, you know, really love just playing that vic- playing the victim. Yeah. Um, so Jessica leaves the group and she tells them to keep in touch with each other. Uh, she wants to get some info about Kilgrave from them. Jerry ruminates, because Jerry's pure evil, ruminates that Kilgrave has solved so many problems with his gift, uh, which obviously makes Jessica angry, and uh, Jessica punches the door and leaves. They're breaking it. So Jerry would use Kilgrave to win. Mm, maybe. Can we talk about the smiling lady? Mm-hmm. So I think that's the that's, creepiest one. I'm like, Ugh. because yeah, I've seen a lot of articles about uh, smile about a, a man telling a woman to smile because I have a, a lot of people will tell me to smile, mm-hmm. and I just want to, you know, say no, I don't want to smile. <laughs> oh, Robin, you told me to smile, but that was for a picture, so that was okay. Um. Robin, <laughs> nothing, nothing is going to make me want to smile less than someone telling me to smile. Yeah, so when when a man tells a lady to smile, it is because when he sees a lady smile at him, that make, that flatters him. Mm-hmm. That makes him feel good about himself. And we know that, that he's super narcissistic, so... It's like, I think it's just a power thing as well. It's just like, it doesn't... Consider. I mean, I, I think with Kilgrave, he just doesn't consider at all that any anything he does is a violation. Because I've always wondered all these years when people, when like a man would tell me to smile, like, what do you get out of it? Why do you want? Why do you want me to smile? Why do? Why should I smile just because you tell me to? No idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No idea. I don't get it. I I don't tell. I never tell people to smile because I just think, well, smile if they want. They wanted to smile. And also, I have a I have a my resting face. I take after my dad. My resting face is like grumpy cat, um, (laughs) which my dad has as well. So even if I have my resting face, I look super grumpy if I'm walking on the road and I get people going smile and I'm like, well, it's just my resting face. Like I'm not pissed off. I'm just it's my resting grumpy face. Yeah, unfortunately. I, I sympathise with Grumpy Cat. And Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner has a resting grumpy face as well. Uh, yeah, and, and see, I don't think that my resting face is is grumpy, but I, like, I have pictures of when I was in high school, one of my friend's dad would, would you know, uh, photograph the band, mm-hmm. and he would take a lot of pictures of me just staring off into space. <laughs> and <laughs> so, I, so I see my, my resting face. From when I was young in high school. And, um, I mean, there were good pictures. Yeah. Like, I didn't look un, uh, I didn't look, you know, unhappy or anything. Mm-hmm. But, anyway, I don't know where I was going with this. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
Jessica's walking down the street, she's agitated, and then all of a sudden Simpson appears, he's got the tape for her. Um, he's now, he sort of says he's, uh, he's paranoid, um, uh, oh no, he gets paranoid about Malcolm and grabs him, poor Malcolm, everyone's just racist to Malcolm, um, and, uh, Jessica then tells him about the support group, uh, but they're both kind of like, meh, we're not doing support group, and then he leaves, poor yeah, Malcolm, yeah. who, who yes. feels bad for Malcolm at this point? <laughs> uh... Well, I guess Malcolm is the kind of person in society that people feel like they can kind of treat however they want to. Because mm. was it in the another episode where the he what was the bicycle guy? What was yeah? He was thing? yelling. He was yelling at, at Malcolm, saying, "I take care of the planet, and you're just <laughs> you're just getting high." Moan, moan, moan. And also, you had Reuben and uh, Robin say, you know, about Malcolm that they. Basically, you know, they don't really trust him and all this kind of thing. And and Jessica takes advantage of that by using him as a distraction at the hospital. Yeah, I you know, I do I feel bad for him? I guess I feel bad that, you know, he fell into drugs and just didn't, it, it's lost in that world and doesn't seem to have anybody out to help him. And, uh, you know, probably the most... Uh, the biggest person that could probably help him would be Jessica, and she just kind of, you know, ends up using him or mm. whatever. But she does, like, let him in his house, and, um, yeah. So, I don't know. I always smell peanut butter whenever he's on screen. His hair is so fluffy, he uses peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. And he's in every episode, so I knew he would be important in some way. Yeah. And I just wonder if Kilgrave is has created a drug addict, has said just, you know, appear high all the time or do drugs all the time, mm-hmm. or or did he did he snatch him up? Let's, let's because, talk about that at the, the end. Okay, <laughs> because he, because he was in such, such close vicinity to, you know, with Jessica. Is that why he's using him? I don't know. Mm. Okay, we'll talk about it at the end. Uh, so Jessica watches the tape and she's comparing it to the photos, but she can't find a match. She looks at the photo of Luke and drinks the last of her booze. So she goes to buy so some more. Well, oh. she feels guilty for mm-hmm. uh, for watching Luke. She knows how it feels now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she feels guilty for being a creeper, just like Kilgrave is being a creeper. It's interesting, though. It is interesting that, you know, she's being photographed all the time now, and but this is her profession to photograph other people, and she's mm-hmm. been doing almost the same thing to... Oh, I'll also say something. Sorry, you just reminded me. Um, obviously, later on, we find out that the photographer is Malcolm. Um, there might obviously be more people, but I watched the first episode of Jessica Jones the other day with my mum and dad. They very much really loved it. My mum can't wait to watch more. And in the scene where Jessica is sitting up on the, the sort of fire escape and uh, taking photos of Luke, I could not see Malcolm in the scene because I did think, maybe if you put him in the scene and we just don't spot him, I couldn't see him. I did look out for him because obviously he would have been there taking photos of her on the fire escape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's in the shadows. 
Maybe. Maybe he is the shadows. He is the shadows. <laughs> so, uh, but, but uh, going back, but sure. when uh, Jessica and uh, Will are just, you know, she's telling him about the group. She so definitely does want to be part of this this help group. Yeah, she won't say it though. Yeah, and just like this, this episode is called Ninety Nine Friends. This is all about how she's trying to. Um, Put up walls mm-hmm. and not get involved in mm-hmm. everyone's problems and everything. Oh, Steph, you said the name of the episode. Oh, yay! yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, not really what it, the title is in context of the episode. Well, well, but, maybe but we'll get one later. It's mm-hmm. a different interpretation, though. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Jessica goes to buy booze. Um, she gets stopped in the street by a little girl who calls her by name and tells her Patsy Walker is safe and that uh, <laughs> Kilgrave thinks she's a bitch and could have stopped the bus. And haven't you got somewhere to go? It is Friday. You should be <laughs> taking photos of Car- Carlo. It's so creepy. I was like, oh. So, so Kilgrave knows. Uh, Jessica was supposed... Okay, in, in that scene, Jessica thinks that Kilgrave has something to do with uh, Audrey, mm-hmm. but... He really doesn't have anything to do with the situation, but he knows all about the situation. Mm-hmm. He's just obviously been keeping tabs on her, and which is really creepy. And listening to her conversations, and ooh, like you just imagine, like maybe Malcolm was outside the door listening. I don't know. It's just like, ooh. so um, Simpson arrives at uh, Trish's with a gift. Oh, 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 hold what, on. What? what creepy kid? Oh, creepy kid. kid. Yeah, go on. The mother. Oh yeah, she should stay away from her. And Jessica's like, I, I'm just trying to find out where her mother is. Stay away from her. Like, what the hell, lady? You know? Yeah, like, lady, you're the one that, that took your eyes off your kid. Exactly. Yeah. In Hell's Kitchen, lady. Never know what's going to happen. Her mother was so close. With her, the, her child could have got kidnapped by some Russians as bait for Daredevil. You never know. <laughs> the mother was so close that the kid, of course, maybe. Because uh, I was just thinking, is Kilgrave, like, right around the corner? Like, he just told this kid to go tell her tell her all what this if, stuff? What if Kilgrave was, was actually, the mother was actually Kilgrave in drag? Okay, well, there's that. Uh. <laughs> but, yeah, I imagine Kilgrave was close by, and I imagine the mother was desperately looking for the girl for, mm. like, ten minutes. Hmm, interesting. Maybe. Mm, I don't know. Because mm. you would have had to have lost... I, like, lost sight of her, her daughter, perhaps before that, for Kilgrave to speak to the daughter. I don't know. So she's just, let's just agree she's a terrible mother. Right. Uh, so uh, Simpson arrives at Trish's. Um, he's got a gift for her. He's really not giving up on, you know, looking after Trish. Uh, she won't open I the door. I will go down with this ship. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, oh uh, you're shipping them, Robin? Oh, yeah. I am too. I'm hoping that they are uh, a romantic pairing. Should we call them Trill? Yeah. <laughs> or Wish? Wish. 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 <gasps> oh, Wish. <laughs> Hashtag Wish, everybody. Hashtag Wish. So, he's brought her a nice gift that he leaves outside, and it's a illegal gun to make her feel safe. I, which I don't understand because I'm in England and we don't have guns, you know. Like all guns are illegal to you. <sighs> well, I, I just don't, like, how does a gun make you feel safe? Like, she, she'd feel more safe with her, her Krav Maga and, you know, she's not going to kill someone with that. 
Um, I don't know. I, just, um, I, don't, I don't get guns. But I will send you a link that explains, like, testosterone and guns and stuff like well, that. Well, he's, he's a police officer <laughs> and he's special ops, and so he's like, yay, guns. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But... Uh, uh, and then we get that great scene of, or that great shot of Trish pointing the gun at him through the door and smiling. Oh, I guess she does feel safe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it, I guess it gave her some power back. Mm. The power that was taken away. Mm. Uh, so next scene, uh, Jess, Jess is following Carlos to an apartment block. Uh, she sneaks in and she can hear moaning in the room and see people in bed. And then all of a sudden, Carlo sits up and he's still in his suit. Then she hears chatting and then she sees the giant red handbag that there was a shot of earlier. So you're like, oh, yes. okay. Um, and then Audrey phones and is really bad at, like, bluffing because she's like, oh, so did you follow him? Where are you? Well, what's happening? And uh, Jess is like, he's three foot behind you, bitch. Uh, <laughs> and, like, breaks in. Uh, yeah, so it's been a setup. Um this is where Jessica bluffs that she's bulletproof, um, which I love. Yeah. And there's a great line, I'm not going to say it. And, uh, but she gets shot in the sort of shoulder anyway, or sort of clips on the shoulder. Um, yeah. Were you guys surprised at this? Like the reasons that they got her there? That it was nothing to do with Kilgrave? Well, I knew that there would be a twist. Okay. And, I, you know, so I was, I was ready for any twist that came up. had no idea what it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess this all works with the Civil War thing where not everybody is on board with superheroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess it works. It fits in with like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well at the moment, which people are aware there's inhumans and things, that right. kind of thing as well, you know. It's, so it fits in with the rest of the Marvel. Um I liked it. I liked that there was something different. I mean, we're in episode four. We're still chasing Kilgrave, and I, you know, I'm starting to wonder, like, is how how well is this going to last all through the season? You know, mm-hmm. it's interesting. It's intriguing as hell, and it's it's. I love this like suspense and paranoia that's throughout. But you got to have something different here and there, and I like that these two are these two clowns are <laughs> are 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 are. are, are, are you know, not a part of the whole Kilgrave thing. That, you guys also uh, said that you would like more cases, so yeah, other cases. Yeah, and you know, it's good that um, this woman is taking her pro- personal problems, and it's uh, what is uh, Jessica saying? You know, you're you're it's co- Take, you, you know deal with your you know you have deal to with it things. yourself. That's what I'm yeah. doing. I'm keeping mine repressed and inside and dealing with it, and you keep mm-hmm. yours. Don't bother me with your bullcrap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I like that Jessica, because uh, obviously Audrey's like, you know, in the... Um, oh, we find out that obviously they were um, sent by Gregory Spheres from the, the um, earlier episode, yeah. um, which is a nice little nice callback to him. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Audrey's angry that, you know, her, her mom was crushed during the incident, which is from the Avengers film. But this could obviously be seen as well, like, a, again... Like they did in Daredevil, it's almost like a uh, like a nine eleven thing, you know. Yeah. Um, there you go, and, Man of Steel haters. The haters <laughs> kill people too. And um, <laughs> you know, and Jessica sort of says, you know, she wasn't even there, which I like because it's, uh, you know, you could think, well, maybe this was during the time where she was under Kilgrave's control. We, I mean, we don't know, but yeah, she wasn't there. 
So this woman, you know, if she's got an issue, go and take it up with the people who were there. Like she says, the big green guy or the flag waver. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so uh, these guys, these two are obviously Team Iron Man, right? <laughs> yeah, they're definitely Team Iron Man. Yeah. yeah they're not going to go on Cap's side. Uh, Cap's all the way. Cap's the best. I like that Jessica has a nice Veruca Salt freak, Veruca Salt freak out here. <laughs> just throwing stuff everywhere. I like that she, she picks up a radiator and throws it across the room. That was great. Like, yeah, yeah. That could have been disastrous, full of, like, hot, steamy water, like, yeah. exploding all over the place. That we also um, find out that Jessica lost her parents in a random accident, which we hadn't heard before. Yes. Uh, yeah, so we might find more on that. So Jessica is an orphan. Um, and... Yeah, she these also, guys, they... They had the stupidest plan, though. Oh, yeah, it's so dumb. It was like, oh, she obviously doesn't have laser eyes. Well, she could have. You don't know. And they've got a gun. They're going to put her on some plastic. Like, how? Like he said. Yeah. It's like she, her instructions to Jessica were, follow my husband, catch him in the act, in flagrante. I don't want you just to take pictures of him Mm. going to, like, a residence. I want you to actually take pictures of him in the act. Mm. And I want him to know that you're taking photos. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, she's going to get right close. And, like, so she's following uh, Carlo, right? Yeah. And so... Audrey's going to call Jessica from inside the room? Like, well, I think dummy. because they were like, oh, she hasn't shown up yet. You yeah, know? they just wanted to get her, anything to get her in the room. Yeah. And not from uh, taking photos of her. Uh, Maybe for Audrey her. should have been waiting somewhere watching to see if uh, she goes in the building and then go in behind her with a gun. Audrey's just impatient for revenge, you know? Yeah, she's not thinking clearly. She's stupid. She's so stupid, yeah. Um, so this is when we get the title of the episode. Jessica says, you know how many friends I have? How many, like, gifted friends? There are 99 of them in Manhattan alone, and I'm going to tell them all about you guys, and you need to disappear by tomorrow. And then she leaves, and then I get a a nice quote, which I'm going to say anyway, which is, I want a divorce. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, get away from this crazy woman, Audrey. She just making them more paranoid, or is she telling the truth? Are there 99 Um, people? I would say she's making them more paranoid. I think yeah. I, I think I've read theories about this, which um, people reckon it's just a nice nod to the comics in which, you know, in Manhattan alone in Marvel comics, there's like a billion superheroes living, um, <laughs> you know, because unlike some other, you know, unlike the, you know, they do live like all over the world, but they're just mainly they all live in Manhattan. <laughs> and <laughs> it's kind of like a nice nod to that. The then being 99 in Manhattan. I think in this in the MCU, there definitely isn't that many. She's just bluffing. Yeah, she's bluffing. Because also, remember, she doesn't know about half of them. I mean, she no, she only knows about the Avengers and Kilgrave, and that's it. Luke, she doesn't yeah. know, and Luke, yeah, she doesn't know about Daredevil. Yeah, that's true. She was being, I think she was being honest with Luke when he was asking her about that same mm. thing. So, yeah, she's bluffing. Uh, so in the next scene, Jessica has a shower and watches the blood go down the drain, and then she reads about some of the files about the support group. Um we go back to Trish and Simpson. They're still chatting through the door about Trish's previous fans. We get another mention of her red hair. Um, and Simpson says he used to have G.I. Joes, but they burnt while trying to save his sister's Barbie from the dream house. And he pushed <laughs> the dream house. Okay. Yes, and so Trish is focusing on the, you know, oh, you're an arsonist part, when he's really like, no, I'm really, this is a story about how I save people. 
Yeah, I would, I would. I don't know. I think I'd focus on the arse. I'd be like, you set fire to a drink. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but he's like wanting it to be a nice story about you know I'm the guy and I save people and he obviously feels really bad about what he did. And so is he going to be like? Uh, he's going to turn into like a backdraft kind of guy, where he's like setting fires or causing crimes to happen so he can save people and look like a hero. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe he will. Uh, and Trish says that she doesn't blame him, and then uh, and then she invites him in. Hmm. Yep. What's going on in that in that room, guys? Do you think? But she does not still quite trust him. Well, she still was holding the gun, so yeah. yeah. But like you see later when they're chatting uh, in the in the room. So you're shipping these two, Robin. Oh yeah. Yeah. They've got a connection now. SOS he almost killed her. SOS wish all the way. Wish. <laughs> uh, so Jessica's walking the streets, looking at the crowds again. She extends her arms out and turns around in circles, knowing that she's been watched. And at the same time, Simpson and Trish are chatting over coffee. Oh, meet you. Yeah, you can't really do that in New York. Is the reaching your arms out and spinning in a circle without hitting somebody? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We could have him when we were in uh, outside Nelson and Murdoch. It was pretty empty. Yeah, that's true. Out in Brooklyn, yeah, maybe not in Manhattan. Now, when y'all were in New York, were they filming Jessica Jones? Yes. So all the times when Jessica is supposed to be walking in the cold winter. It was, it really, was me watching her. <laughs> it was really not The middle of July, yeah. Yeah, it was the middle yeah. of July, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I know that they released some um, some set pictures, and they were released, like, from when they were filming, I think, in the spring, and there was, like, a Christmas wreath up on a, on a door. So they were filming it to take place in uh, in winter. Yeah. And we haven't gotten to the scene that you were seeing filming, right? No, not yet. Okay. No, it's, you know it's, when that is, though, right? Uh, yeah, I do. It's um, pretty late in the series. Cool. Which isn't really a spoiler, because... Can't wait to hear about it's it. It's not like a really big scene, so... But I will tell you when, you know, if they panned five feet to the, the right, you probably would have seen me go, Oh, my God! Hi, <laughs> 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 I'm a Marvel TV! Hey! I'm wearing... Hey, my, it's uh, me! I was wearing my uh, Battling Jack Murdoch shirt as well that day. That's three Claire's on, in the show. That would have been brilliant if that got into the, into the, the show... And it was yeah. like a real meta thing that someone's wearing Batman Jack Murdoch shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dirty. So, uh, Jerry calls Jessica and tells her that she needs to go to the support group to process her trauma. Um, and in the background of the scene, we have purple lighting. I was like, <gasps> when I watched this episode, I was like, oh no, Kilgrave's going to appear. Um, Jessica sits and listens to the group. Um, we get uh, a few new people here. There's uh, the guy that's talking. Um, who says that Kilgrave entered his car and told him to leave his son behind, and the man just drove off and left his son on the sidewalk. Oh. It's Kilgrave showed her for a week. That's like, oh, oh that's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, uh, as a parent, i got to say, wow, that, <laughs> that would scar you. Yeah. That would scar you. And he got, I mean, luckily we obviously find out the child, I guess, was okay, because he yeah. gets charged with... Uh, charged with Child abandonment, it's not, you know, murder or manslaughter or anything. Um, we also see there's a new older gentleman there. There's a, uh, another guy, there's a, a black gentleman, and there's also an older woman who has kind of scars on her face. So, obviously, they've managed to yeah. find more people since the, the scene at the start. And you kind of go, oh, my God, you know, what did Kilgrave do to this woman? Like, what's behind those scars? I remember thinking that when I watched this episode. 
Mm-hmm. You want to know how I got these cars? Yeah, she's she's the the, the Joker. <laughs> he's the Joker. Exactly. Kill Grace created the Joker. Joker's like, yeah. you want to know how I got these cars? I met this British guy. This Limey. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's what happened. Ah, Limey. Yeah, I love the time. <laughs> um, so Jessica um, is intrigued by the fact that this guy was a chauffeur, and he, she wants details as to where the, where he drove Kilgrave. And Kira goes like, yeah, yeah, I did drive him to meet this same guy every day. I never saw his face. Um, we always met at 10 a.m. every day, and uh, Kilgrave collected photos from him. Uh, he always wore a blue and white scarf. So mm. Jessica um, goes home and scans the photos in the video, and we see it kind of intercut between uh, her breaking into this apartment and seeing... Uh, looking at Malcolm's stuff and finding a printer, printing photos of her, and a photo of Malcolm with an older lady on the wall, kind of smiling, looking very different. Mm-hmm. And then we see on the video that it is Malcolm when he takes off his hat and his fluffy hair spills out. <laughs> and then Jessica cries. End of episode. All right, let's definitely talk about this now. <laughs> okay, okay, go, Robin. Well, I mean, okay, so Kilgrave's influence is so well... It, it's so good that it overpowers even, like, uh, like kids. I'm, I'm assuming that it, it overpowers the influence of drugs or the need for drugs. Because if he's a junkie, that's basically what his day is. He's got to figure out a way to get high or just enjoying being high. Mm. I mean, and that's the way he's. Per, I've perceived him so far. He's been never very coherent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he said earlier in this episode, or he said in. This episode, I think, he doesn't need a reason to get high. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's not like Kilgrave can supply, is like supplying him drugs to do this. It's just do this. Well, he might, he might be. I mean, if Kilgrave wanted to get hold of drugs, he'd be able to get hold of them. He'd just say, hey, give me your drugs. Yeah. Yeah, but there's no reason. Like, if, if you're going to influence people without uh, giving them something in return, and you're Kilgrave, if you just influence people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. So, I don't know. It, it, it's interesting that they have Mal- he's got Malcolm watching Jessica all the time and taking pictures, and obviously having to be so, like, covert and in the shadows and to, to avoid uh, Jessica noticing him, because she's going to notice him. Well, he's always around. I mean, there's loads of scenes so far where he's just there. Yeah. That's why I was saying maybe Kilgrave is telling Malcolm to uh, appear high. Maybe he's not really high because he doesn't need him to be high all the time. That's interesting. He's high on mind control. That's probably far-fetched, but... (laughs) Uh, maybe. His arm, though. We saw his arm in the the pilot. Oh, yeah, we did see his arm, yeah. Yeah. But that could have been old. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what new and old... So, were you guys surprised that it was Malcolm? Like, were you surprised, Robin? Um, not especially. I mean, I wasn't, like, called it, but I was like, oh, of course. That makes yeah. sense. I thought it was either going to be Malcolm or Reuben. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it would be Robin, but I thought maybe Reuben. <laughs> yeah, because... Because he's kind those, of always there as well. Yeah, those characters, you know that something is coming along for them down the road. Because they're in every almost yeah. every episode. We haven't seen Reuben... Or Robin for a while. Yeah. We but you know they're coming from Robin. Yeah. But you know they're coming back. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And and the thing is this 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 character is very much like a nothing character. Like, well, you know, you feel bad for him, he's a junkie or whatever, but 
you know, maybe that's that makes it more like, oh my god, it's him, you know. But I think I probably would have been more like, oh my god, it's him, if it turned out to be like Luke or Jerry or mm. you know somebody more like Trish. <laughs> yeah, or if it was Trish, I'd be really surprised. Yeah, like holy crap! But if Malcolm, like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. So, do you guys, are you ready for some Easter eggs? I'm sorry, I hope you guys have had had your dinner, because I haven't got many this week. Aww. I'm sorry. So, as we mentioned before, Audrey's hatred of gifted people um, could link in with the Inhumans um, situation in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at the moment, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3. Um, also, with the fact that, you know, there's this... Um, uh, in Avengers Age of Ultron, you know, the uh, Avengers were seen on television fighting all these robots in, uh, what was it, Sokovia? You know, there's, so the world is slowly becoming more aware that there are super-powered people out there, and obviously not everyone's going to be happy about it. And as Steph said, it kind of uh, is a nice bit of setup for next year's um, Civil War movie, mm-hmm. which we'll touch on that. Um, and we get the mention of uh, Captain America and the Hulk uh, that, all, uh, that Jessica says. Um, and the last Easter egg I have is that Jessica's speech about um, about being bulletproof is almost word for word from Alias uh, Issue 5. Oh, nice. It's a different situation, but she it's pretty much the same. I, I haven't got the exact panel in front of me, but we'll see it when we cover the books. Yeah, yeah it's like nice I wish... I wish I, I was hope I was like, oh, I should read the comics before we get started, but then I decided not to, especially when we're like, oh, we're going to cover them anyway after we're done with the series. Yeah. But, so it's it's interesting to be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, there'll be a lot of nice little things we kind of yeah. spot on, on those, um, particularly, like, you know, from the, the series. Uh, okay, so now it is time for quotes. Steph, Yay. do you have any quotes? Do you want to go first? Uh... Steph. Sure, um, I'm here. Any, Hold make on. sure to smile. They've all been going through the same thing. Uh, okay, listen. So there's this uh, group of people. They've all been going through the same thing. So if you want to talk or something, they meet tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm not into it either. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have one. Sorry, we had our headphones in. I'm helping Trish make a party mix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, this, is, this is the best quote of the episode. I'm surprised you guys didn't say it. And I'm surprised it wasn't in your notes, Claire. Uh, um, you were coming across distinctly paranoid. Everyone keeps saying that. It's like a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Mulder. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I had another one. Where was it? That's my favorite one. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, where is it? Uh, sorry, someone else do a quote while I'm looking uh, for A virgin. Tell them. Go ahead. Kilgrave <laughs> made me do it. He's our gardener. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what she says. She says something and he's like, he's hot. Oh, he never wears a shirt. He's hot. <laughs> <laughs> I've got um, a big one here. Of course, we, we have to have the one... You shoot at me, I'll pull the bullet out of my ruined jacket and shove it up your ass with my pinky finger. And who do you think that's going to hurt more? Yeah. 
You think you're the only ones with lost people? You think you're the only ones with pain? You think you can take your shit and dump it on me? You don't get to do that. Just take your goddamn pain and you live with it, assholes. <laughs> Yay! Oh, Yay! Okay. This is awesome. Cool. So, any more quotes? Hmm? That's all I had. Mm-hmm. So now it's time for feedback. Yes, Patsy, really want to be Is your friend. friend. <laughs> Patsy. Uh, I have sent you, Robin, um, two voicemail. We should probably play the one from our distinguished co-hosts first. Matt and... Matt, Matt, Matt and <laughs> <laughs> I specifically requested that it be, uh, you know... Funny, funny, funny feedback from that. Let's judge uh, them so. really harshly. Come on, guys. Yeah. Hmm. We'll see. All right. I'm bringing it up now. I'm sorry. Said- vamping, vamping, vamps. How about that movie, huh? Ah. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Okay, leave him alone. So we haven't done this in a while. <laughs> Relegated to lowly the lowly feedback section of the podcast this week. Sad Christmas. Sad. Um. Yeah, we're we're just. Um. So yeah, this episode of Jessica Jones. How'd you like it? Fine. And the uh, the theme with all the people coming in with the uh, the Kilgrave alibi was funny because it is so it was so easy to tell who was lying and who wasn't. Mm. And it's a good thing they didn't describe him because they had you know people would have an easier time well, faking it. Bad idea to do that anyways. You want to know if people are telling the truth or not? Yeah. So when Jessica was following the husband and he had the flowers, I thought he was going to see Kilgrave, and I was like, oh, he's bringing Kilgrave some flowers. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry totally wants Kilgrave's powers. Yeah. She would totally be another Kilgrave. I think she would go super, full super villain. Maybe she will in season two. Maybe. I don't think he can give his powers to people though. Oh, and the creepy little girl. It's, it just feels extra manipulative anytime there's anything to do with kids. Yeah. I've seen this a few times now with the kids in the closet and now this little girl and that guy's story about being forced to abandon his child. Mm. Super creepy. Kilgrave does not like children. No. I really liked it when Jessica threw that gun through the wall. <laughs> just like, like, the, like the wall was made out of jello molds. <laughs> For someone who's like having a gun pointed at her yeah, face. Yeah, she's obviously not impervious. No, yeah. Mm. She seemed to be... Well, maybe she's she fast enough it. that she can avoid... Nope. Well, no, but I mean, she didn't get shot badly. Mm. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, still, I I'm still not super clear on all her powers. Yeah, me neither. All I know is that she can jump, and she's super strong. Yeah. That is all. Uh, and she's super paranoid. That's a, that's a good power. Is it? <laughs> the guy who tried to kill her. That was weird. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't seem very believable, I don't think. I don't know. It's just weird that I guess I guess she's feeling lonely because she's kind of trapped in there, but mm. I don't know. I don't know. He just he kind of creeps me out now. I just wish yeah, he, I, I just wish he'd go away. I, I keep expecting him to turn <laughs> on her at any point. There's one point. Well, when they were sitting down at the table there, mm. it looked like he could have a gun under the table. Yeah, they were like sitting and having a chat with coffee or whatever. And it was. It looked like the camera was going to start going underneath the table, but it cut before we saw under the table. I was like, mm. he's going to be holding a gun on her under the table. Mm. That's my by the way, we've been walking around all day. I have a friend named Jessa, and I 
I kept saying, Jessa! <laughs> Sit down! No, Jessa! <laughs> I love that slow motion flashback to the bus thing. <laughs> Jessica! Come back here, Jessica! It's <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. Hey, who's that? Oh, wait, hey, it's our friend, the Wandering Penis. Oh, hey, Wandering Penis. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, what do you got there, Wandering Penis? I just got my camera here, and I'm going to take some pictures. Hey, you can't do that without asking permission first. I can do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> no, don't, don't throttle him, Mel. He likes it. Oh, yeah. Oh, gross. <laughs> oh, shit, it's my wife. Oh, she shot the wandering penis. Well, that's the end of that. I haven't done feedback in a long time. Are we getting the reading? Yeah. Uh, I like this one. Um, not as much as the other ones, but it's still good. It's probably my least favorite episode so far, but it's still good. Uh, I'll give it a 7 out of 10 Ruin Restaurant Memories. Aww. Uh, I guess I will also give it a 7 out of 10, uh, uh, wandering penis photographers. (laughs) (laughs) That will never, ever come back ever again. (laughs) Maybe. I get him! (laughs) No! (laughs) The lesser-known, uh, New York-based superhero, the wandering penis. Still got it, guys. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. Thank you, guys. That's great. Oh, oh brings back memories. Oh, the memories. Oh. So that was both 7 out of 10, wasn't it? Yes. Cool. I got it on the score sheet, so. Cheers. So we have an email from Heidi. Steph, would you like to read it in your lovely voice? Oh, gosh, yes, sure. <laughs> Did you send it to my Gmail? Don't oh, no. Oh, I'll, just, I'll just put it in here then. And Robin, do you want to read it? Oh, it's, you've put it in oh, the Skype? I'll put it in Skype, yeah. Oh, I can oh. do that. Oh, there you go. Hey, guys. I think Jessica should be worried about Kilgrave getting other people more than Luke. At least he can't get hurt. Well, she now has a cop in her pocket like any good P.I. Trish <laughs> apologizing on the radio show is on the radio is just awful. Yeah, that was ugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is this what it's like when the police get a get tip phone calls when looking for a suspect at least one of these people has to be legitimate and it's the guy in the tie yeah well there's a group that legitimate we think yeah and the others are comic relief (laughs) (laughs) the little girl bringing messages is just plain creepy kids are always creepy uh except mine you have you have a kid my kid is creepy. <laughs> Just kidding. She's wonderful. Uh, she's not only uh, she not only has to deal with a crazy mind control man who likes purple, but there are <laughs> insane idiots after gifted people. I love Jessica's response though. Go after the green guy. Yeah, they wouldn't dare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Trish and the cop talking through the door are cute. Sorry, I haven't figured out his name yet. Will travel. Well, oh, his travel. real names will travel. His character's name oh. Will Simpson. Simpson. Okay. Jessica isn't very supportive at the support group meeting. The story about the guy abandoning his child in the street was uh, that was hard to listen to. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Wait, I couldn't tell for sure. Was that her friend who was always high on the video at the end, Malcolm? Oh, no, he's the one taking pictures of her. The paranoia is catching, and I suspect everyone, even you guys. Until next time, <laughs> I Thanks, Heidi. Now, if you can just move a bit to the right so I can get a proper clear shot of you, okay? Okay, thanks, Heidi. That was a great photo. Cheers. Uh, okay, we have another we voice. Will Travel, really? Yeah, why? The name of this uh, episode should have been Have Gun, Will Travel. Robin, that's, that's terrible. But terrible. That's a, that's you're, you're a terrible human being. Because he was there with a gun. He was there with a gun. And he... It would be better if she gave the gun to him, and then she's like, have gun, we'll travel. That's true. Maybe they... Maybe maybe that's the prequel we're going to see eventually. What, the prequel all about him? Yeah, where somebody hands him a gun, like, have gun, we'll travel. (laughs) He's like, I think I will bring this to my friend Trish, who I'm going to be (laughs) in a deep romantic relationship with. That's wish. That's wish? Oh, oh, that's the ship. (laughs) That's the ship. Swish. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh. So we have another voicemail from the lovely Dr. Moira Brown. Jack Brown! Here she is. Hello, Defenders Podcast. It is Moira. Post 99 Friends viewing with my thoughts. I like the misdirection in that the client who hires Jessica is really, in a way, just a vigilante um, out to, you know, gun down the gifted ones. Um, For my information, since, as I think you all know, I'm really a newbie to the whole Marvel Universe, um, this incident they refer to, you know, where all the, I guess, the Defenders or whoever have some giant war with something and they tumble half the city to pieces, is that a real incident that happened in the comic book world? And if so, do you want to just give me the 30-second Cole's Notes version of it? Because I'm just curious. But back to this episode, I liked it, not not the, you know, not like last week's episode where we have all these reveals and there's so much action going on. This one is so much more of a mental exploration, peeking into Jessica and how it must feel for her, her, her paranoia, knowing that Kilgrave is, you know has her in his sights. So when everybody keeps telling her she's paranoid, I'm thinking to myself, I can't really blame her, so would I be? And a few little poignant bits when the cellist is talking, I thought, oh yeah, that's something Kilgrave would do. And the jacket, all those things, his completely hedonistic, narcissistic existence is so despicable. And he uses an eight-and-a-half-year-old girl Ugh, horrible. But the worst of all, of course, is for Jessica to realize that Malcolm is under his spell, which means Kelgrave is fairly close by a lot of the time because, as she said, his his power only lasts 10 or 12 hours, so Kelgrave is circling around. He's close by all the time. It's it's terrifying. I thought the interplay between Trish and the police officer was interesting. Um, At the very end, that last shot of them talking over the table, when the camera was panning down, honest to God, I thought it was going to show you his hands under the table with a gun trained on her. Was I the only one that had that paranoia? 
I think I think Jessica's no. paranoia is contagious, and now I've got the paranoia. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that must mean this show was effective in getting inside my head. And on a lighter note, I love Jessica's hissy fit in that room with that couple. <laughs> I thought that was just tremendous. She needed to blow off a little steam, so what the heck. So this one's good. It's solid. Um, not stupendous, you know, the way last week's was, but I'm going to give it a solid 8 out of 10 shiny silver things in little boxes. Till next time. Bye. Thanks, Moira. Um I think we can grant Moira's wish about a 30-second summary of the incident. Robin? Yeah. So, the incident, I mean, it kind of, like we said earlier, is sort of, they they kind of use a lot of, like, 9-11 language. So, I guess for people who aren't familiar, they could, it could be 9-11. But in this particular instance, it's referring to the events of the first Avengers film, in which a portal was opened over... um, sort of midtown i guess where uh um stark tower is where Mm -hmm. tony stark lives and uh, all these aliens flew through it and uh destroyed half of lower manhattan including hell's kitchen so um it's the incident that was referred to in daredevil season one when we see the newspaper at um in ben urich's office that says battle of new york um and it's the reason why there's all the restoration work going on in Hell's Kitchen because half the neighbourhood was destroyed and it's the reason that um, Fisk was able to sort of move in and take over the crime while also trying to rehabilitate um, Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. So the Avengers were involved in sort of cleaning up and fighting the aliens and cleaning up afterwards, but, you know, Jessica obviously wasn't there. Um, but uh, this woman sort of blames anyone who's super powered for not doing more and for getting her mother killed. Right. So yeah, that's about it, really. Uh, I can't remember anything I more guess to do with it. I, I was surprised that she hadn't heard of it, but every <laughs> uh, incident. Like, or right, you just need to sit down and watch every Marvel film from start to finish when you've got a spare three days or something. Like just that. do it for yourself. Yeah, I mean, just so you know. Do it, do it for do it for Canada. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do it for your country. Uh, cool. Thank you so much for your feedback, guys. We do really appreciate um, you sending us your thoughts. Um, so please keep it up. We love hearing from you. Um, so let's score this episode. Steph, do you want to go first? Oh gosh, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> let me tell you. Let me start with. This show freaks me out. It really, like, it really bothers me. It's so disturbing. And I keep reading all these articles about how this show really portrays uh, being a victim of abuse so well. And I'm starting to think that maybe I'm a victim of abuse, but I've uh, I've blocked it out. <laughs> because this freaks me out. Because Jessica is um, so... Even though she has superpowers... She is powerless against um, Kilgrave. He could be anywhere, and uh, she can't go to the authorities. The authorities cannot help her, and it just it really bothers me. Mm. I didn't know how I would like Kristen Ritter as Jessica, because I don't know Jessica Jones from, I don't know what the character is supposed to be, 
and I've only seen, like everybody else is saying, they've seen Kristen Ritter in uh, comedies. Mm -hmm. They've never really, well, she was in Breaking Bad, but it still wasn't a very, you know, uh, super dramatic role, I don't suppose, but... um, You might want to go rewatch that. (laughs) Well, I mean, yes, it was, but but it was nothing like this character. That's true. So, um, the first episode, I wasn't quite, it took, it's taken me, it's taken me several episodes to get used to her as this character. This episode is not like like uh, Matt Mel said. This is not one of my favorites. I don't know. There's just something about it. The scene with uh, at the restaurant, uh, Jerry hiding uh, engagement rings in tiramisu. That's I don't know. That's so tropey or or something. That doesn't seem very. I cannot imagine Jerry behaving that way. It seems out of character for her. I don't know. It was a weird scene. At and one point, she was happy in love. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Well, she's uncreative, and the only way she can uh, convey <laughs> emotion is using tropes. What would Sandra Bullock do? I can see that. Okay. Um, I really, I'm really liking Trish and Officer Simpson. They're really cute. I guess I'll give it... Seven out of ten uh, hot gardeners. <laughs> uh, uh, Robin. Um. Yeah. Uh. I. You know. Definitely echoing a lot of what people said that this is, and of course, the this isn't better than the last three. The last three, especially this last episode, was really great and did have a lot of action and suspense, like. Um, this was more like a straight up, um, you know, paranoia, like seventies paranoia kind of thing, but it, they didn't really lean on it too hard to make it that hugely affecting. I thought it was weird that this group all of a sudden now is set up where, you know, the existence of Kilgrave is even being questioned in the previous episode. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, I just, you know. I just, uh, I'd love to see, I would have loved to see like a little fight or something, something fun like that. A little fight. A little, little fight, a little fight. It's a little fight. And then the reveal of Mount, like, like, if you're not going to give me like a, 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 you know, a sweet action scene, you know, have a, like a jaw dropping ending or something that's going to make me like, a, oh my God, I got to watch the next episode. And the mm-hmm. reveal of Malcolm was kind of like, all right, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess I wasn't super impressed. I love this show. It's better than many shows I watch, or many shows ever on TV. It's great. It's a great show. But sometimes, you know, episodes have to be lesser than other episodes. It can't all be Mm -hmm. 10 out of 10. Um, So, yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to the next episode, but I'm not, not like, wasn't blown away by it. Um, So I guess... all that I'm gonna I'm gonna be more charitable than others and say seven point five out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, um, throwing steam raiders steam radiators to blow off some steam. Yay! Yay! Okay. Um, I yeah I like this episode. I would agree with everyone that it's I don't think it's the strongest one. Um, 
I uh, I think the reveal of Malcolm is um, as a photographer is 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 good the way it's done. But I think if you've seen a lot of television, it's kind of you're, you're aware that that's <laughs> going to be the case. Um, unfortunately, I really like the scene with Pam and Jerry and Wendy. Um, I feel like I like the fact we get a different case this week, but I feel like the way some of it was communicated was a little bit clunky. It just didn't feel like it, it fit in the episode as much. Um, yes. I like the stuff with Will and Trish. Uh, I thought that was great. Um, uh, I miss Luke not being in it. I feel his absence and Kilgraves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, which is a shame because it's, you know, it's it's Jessica's show. I mean, she, as in, in every episode, is fantastic. I, lo- I love her. I love the character so much. Um, so... Thinking about how I compare it to other episodes as much as I can, I'm going to give it a a 6.5 out of 10. Um, guns under the table that we might be there that we can see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that isn't to say I didn't like this episode. It's still over average. Um, but I, I did really enjoy this episode, but I think I, I i definitely enjoy other episodes more yeah like my wife fell behind in jessica jones um she only saw the first episode and she still needs to watch like the last three now and up until this episode i was like we can just sit in marathon and then i can watch the last the latest episode at the end and now i'm kind of like all right well if we do so marathon it might be kind of a trudge to get through this last one just because mm. there's not a ton going on in it mm-hmm Mm, I can see that. Uh, yeah, but still, it is a good way of doing an, a standalone episode, a case of the week episode, but still very much uh, keeping uh, the the characterization, you know, the character beats of uh, of Jessica and the cool story. Yeah. 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 I wonder if I wonder if they're ever going to try doing Jessica without Kilgrave. I wonder. <laughs> Because uh, I'm not sure. Like, what is what is Jessica without Kilgrave? Yeah, I think she wonders that a lot as well. I think Kilgrave wonders that too. Exactly. <laughs> and smile. Was that an accent? I, I don't know what accent. That smile, was. smile. <laughs> I was doing Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins. Smile, Mary Poppins. So, Steph, thank you so much for being with us. Oh, thank you for having me. I enjoyed this. It was, it was lovely to have the mother of Intercasts. <laughs> I know, I don't talk to you enough, so... <laughs> yeah, I only talk to you like three... I'm going to talk to you like three times this week. Yeah. <laughs> we just did iZombie on Thursday, and we're going to be recording Redemption Cast tomorrow, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, where, can we, where can we find you, Steph, then? Like, mention... Plug oh, me I think I just said door. it. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say it properly. Well. <laughs> I zombie podcast with Robin and Steph. Uh, that's our our our, our I zombie podcast. What's that accent? Uh, Angel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Redemption cast is back. Season three of Angel. Yay! Yay. Yeah. Cool. And then potential cast has finished up. But if you ever want to go back and watch episodes of uh buffy the vampire slayer you can listen to potential cast and you've also been on like every podcast ever pretty much yes <laughs> i mean she's no me but she's, she's no. she gets around 
but I have to, you know, have to arrange my schedule quite frequently for podcasting. Like, she'd be, like, half the jury, I'd be, like, the entire jury. Wow. Wow, Robin. Oh, I can't wait until you may or may not meet Trisha's mom. Oh, Trisha's mom. Okay, so, Robin, what have you been up to this week? Anything particular you want to plug? Yeah, just plugged already. No, yeah, just closed out the latest season of I or the mid-season finale of I Zombie, so we're on a little bit of a break, and uh, yeah, Redemption Cast, and yeah, that's it. Nice. All right. Well, we should make some predictions for next week's episode. Oh. Um. Next week is episode five, aka the sandwich saved me. Hmm. Oh wait, wait. We forgot to. Uh, I mean, Claire, what what you been up to? Oh, I haven't been up to anything. I just had a massage. It was very nice. (laughs) (laughs) Not it, really. (laughs) You're closing out the seventh season of X-Files. Oh, yeah. Well, I can't leave during the episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, intro to X. We're just about to finish season seven um, of X-Files. Yeah, I fell asleep during the finale because I was very tired. I'm going to be talking about that in in a few minutes. All right. (laughs) Trying to. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so next week's episode is uh, AKA The Sandwich Saved Me. Any ideas, guys? Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? Uh, a sandwich, because I'm still thinking about a zombie, the sandwich was a hero. <laughs> oh, is there a hero called The Sandwich? Like the one No, no she. Uh, the 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 mid season finale was uh, about a vigil a mass vigilante, and they try to make the dish that she makes with the brain that she has to eat that week mm-hmm. make that dish have something to do with the story, and so she made a, a hero sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> so someone's gonna eat a sandwich and it's gonna save it's their life. Hero. It's so delicious. And it's a hero. It's a hero sandwich. Okay. Any uh, anything else to add, Robin? I I just I'm trying to think of how a sandwich could save you. Maybe okay. It could be in your pocket and you could get shot and the the sandwich could stop the bullet. Yeah, that's gotta be one hell of a sandwich. Um <laughs> a straight up shaggy sandwich stuck in your pocket somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, a sandwich made somebody um, choke and uh, and then they had to uh, they had to go to the emergency room because of it, and because they ate that sandwich, they weren't in a certain place where um, something blew up or something like the Battle of go, New York. Wow, or that sandwich sure did save me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that's the end of the episode. <gasps> if there's another hero that comes into this show called the Sandwich, I'm gonna be so happy. Well, I'm not saying anything. Jessica's like. <laughs> I got a new client. It's this uh, it's this new hero in town. It's called the Sandwich. Um, spoilers: Ruben is also a superhero, and he calls himself the Sandwich. <laughs> oh, could it have to do with peanut butter too? Mm. Mm. I'm gonna watch this now. Uh, Steph, are you able to take us out with an Excelsior for the week, please? Excelsior! Yay! Yay! Bye, guys. <laughs> Jessica. Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com 
You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Defenders Podcast or on Twitter at Defenders Pod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported International License. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!